0: Hello and welcome to the Beginner's Elixirian pod with myself, Heskibo. It's been a couple of game weeks since we've last done an episode where I was talking to FPL Tactician about our our wildcards. We're we're reflecting on how they went. Um, Well, the two game weeks since then, they've both been green arrows for me. Um, I was in 67th place uh, off my wildcard week, uh, grey arrow that week. But a couple of greens since, a small one taking me to 61st. And then a slightly larger one, moving me up to 41st last week. It was a good game week for me. Got 94 points. And uh, captaincy, I had it on Vecchia, uh, which Berisha would have been the one to go for, probably. uh, Certainly out of the ones I was considering. Um, But Vecchia, Berisha and Uhi all delivered. So the the cost of picking the one who uh, was slightly less high, it didn't actually cost me all that much. um, Another star for my team was Svensson uh, of Odd. Um, And then the Tromsø defence came through. Um, I I wasn't intending to start the double, but I had an injury, um, which meant that um, Asback was subbed out for Oven, and I ended up with uh, a double clean sheet there, which in a week with not a lot of clean sheets at all, there was only um, Tromsø and Mulder that got the clean sheets, to pick up the double one there was pretty nice for me. Um... We've actually got a pretty tight turnaround though because we've got a midweek game week coming up so the deadline for it is this Wednesday at 4pm UK time so uh, just make sure you're aware of that, you've got your plans in motion for it. We'll actually get to see quite a lot of team sheets so if you know you're going to be around and available uh, just before that deadline... Uh, we actually get the team sheets for five games so 10 teams we get to see them for which is a big advantage so if you're able to if your moves don't um, depend on very tight margins of of money it it would be a good idea to wait until close to the deadline if you know you're going to have the availability now obviously not everyone does work situations family situations whatever it might be, the things of life. I mean, we don't always uh, have the the luxury of logging on at a particular time to see what's going on. And if you don't, then obviously set your team in advance. But if you are able to, then that's a little edge there that you can take advantage of. What I wanted to do with this episode today was basically make it a buy, hold, sell episode where we're going to look at a a whole range of different players, um, some of whom were suggested by users of twitter um, some were just on my list of players that i thought it would be interesting to talk about and i'll just share whether i consider the player a, a buy right now a, a hold or, or a sell uh, i think this category is a fairly self-explanatory a buy is someone who uh, maybe we should be prioritizing finding a way of getting them into the team a hold is someone who maybe i'm not advocating that you go out and and get them but if you have them they're not a problem they don't need dealing with they'll tick over for you Nicely, and a cell is someone who is becoming a bit of a problem, or someone who there are just other options out there now that uh, you can improve on them with uh, that I'd recommend going for. So, I've got a list, and on the list, I've got um, 25 names, or a a couple of them are like two names or a a whole group of names together, but uh, I've got 25 on there, and I'm just going to go at them in a a totally random order. So, the people I'm bringing towards the start of the episode, they're not higher recommendations than the ones later in the episode or anything like that it is just uh, a random order I thought that would just keep the content fresh moving throughout rather than just kind of do the one or two big names at the start and uh, kind of then tail off a little bit so uh, the, the first one that I, I, I want to just think about is Bryn Hilson from Mulder um, now uh, he's a, a player who has just done great in the last couple of game weeks got a 10-pointer and a 13 pointer two assists this week and a goal and an assist the week before so certainly seems to be stepping up and doing the business also looks to be nailed has played a lot of minutes this season and um, playing at least 45 minutes in every single game uh for Molder which uh, to get a Molder player that nailed uh, quite a few of them have been this season but in years past with Europe it, it was harder so I, I think he's a good asset um I, I would have him. So I wouldn't have him as a buy this week just because of the fixture against Buda Glimt. But I do think um, I, I'd want to say he's somewhere in between a hold and a buy. So I, I I don't think he'd be my first choice player to get in my team. I'm certainly not looking at prioritising buying him myself. But if someone was to say to me, um, you know, you know, I'm thinking of buying Brynhildsen. What, what do you think of it? It's not a move that I mind at all. Actually, I think it, it could be something that pays off particularly for people who are looking to just go away from the template a little bit to do something slightly different I think he's one of those nice little differentials that could pay off for this final stretch so as I say I'd wait this week the Buddha Glimp fixture isn't what I'd want him for but maybe game me 25 gave me 26 something like that he could be an interesting differential so yeah next up is Noah Holm from Rosenborg um now, he's an interesting one. Um, he, he was a, a signing midway through the season, came into the team, um, done all right, had three goals and three assists in, what is it, about 89 games. Um, Islamovic is back now, which is what con- complicates matters with Holm. Now, Holm did get the nod over him and started with Islamovic on the bench, but he, he got hold off after 55 minutes. And uh, I think the fact that Islamovic is there means there's always going to be pressure on that spot. Now, it may be that sometimes they both start together, and if they do, uh, I wonder if that means home just is is kind of pushed back a little bit and isn't quite leading the line as he would otherwise have been. Um, It might be that one of them gets the nod over the other. They'll certainly share minutes and impact each other a little bit. And so, for that reason, I would say home is a sell. Um, Now, the features are such that you don't have to do that Imminently, you might have other fires that are more important to put out, but uh, yeah, he's a player that if you've got him, I'd be thinking, Where else could I go? How could I be moving him on uh, and looking elsewhere? Next up, though, is one of his teammates, and this is a player that I own, and that's Vecchia. Um, Now, uh, Vecchia has been uh, pretty on fire uh, recently, so his last eight games, he's got um, what is that nine goals. And an assist. He's hit double figures. Four times out of eight. Really looking like an explosive dynamic option. In that Rosenberg midfield. I think he's captainable uh, in the right fixture. I captained him this week myself. Horgerson away. Lillestrom at home. And Bran away the next three. Are decent enough fixtures I think. After that is uh, Mulder and Buda Glimp, So maybe that's the time perhaps to reconsider. But yeah for me I'd say Vecchia is a buy. I think they... Um, just the quality that he's showing would make him a priority for people who don't have him. I'm so glad that I took him on that wild card. And yeah, I'd, I'd suggest if, if you haven't gone with him up to this point and you do have a way of getting there, then that's a move that I, I would suggest might be quite high up the priority list for you. Next is a player that I don't own, but that uh, for me I'm strongly considering, and that's Bothine, a uh, striker. Uh, Buda um He's back to what he was doing at the start of the season, where um, he just seems to be kind of chipping away, not getting many kind of hauls, but just returning often. Like his last few games, he got an assist in his last game. The game before that, he got a goal. The game before that, he got a goal. The game before that, he got a goal. The game before that, he got a goal, and. An assist, and you know, I'm thinking I'm um, just kind of tapping into um, his form that's there again, uh, like it was in those first few game weeks, might be a good thing to do. Now, again, uh, same issue as with the Mulder guys. The fixture this week isn't the right entry point. Uh, Mulder away isn't the time to be bringing him in. But the fixtures after that, they they do have a nice run thereafter. So, I, I think Bothheim is is a buy in my mind, and I, I'm not 100% sure that I can get there but uh, my current transfer thinking uh, is is there a way that I can get to him from game week 25 onwards so I need to find a move either this week to free up some funds or perhaps roll and make two in in 25 to free up some funds but that's in my head and Bothheim in my mind is a buy right now next to talk about is Mickelson at Tromso and um it's slightly strange putting a player so cheap on the list. Because at £4.9 million, he he's a great value asset. And there's no denying that. Um, I, I think I'd have him as a hold rather than a buy at the moment. Like um, The fixtures are there. Traumzer do have good fixtures. But the the worry with him is his position. Now, he's been doing well. But that's partly because he's been playing a very advanced role. He's been up there with Espiod. But Tromza do have uh, Andrasek as well, who is being brought back uh, from an injury. And so he will come into the team and that will just nudge the formation a bit and mean that Mickelson will start to play further back. And as a 4.9 million mid, that's nothing to worry about. If you've got him, he will tick over. I presume you bench him some weeks, start him other weeks. He'd be that rotation player for you and he'll do fine but if I was currently in the market for someone at that price point just knowing that his position will be negatively affected in coming game weeks might put me off him a bit I mean that I look somewhere else so yeah I'd, I would see him as a hold right now another hold and I've got two players that I've grouped together here um looking at brand attackers so I've put Hegebo and Taylor and in, initially i was thinking i wanted to include them on my list because i i, I was going to suggest them as buys i'm going to recommend them because uh, i do think there's been a bit of an attacking upturn uh, for bran recently they do look more threatening and these two guys seem to be uh, the two guys who it's centered around when bran get points it's quite often hegelbo and it's quite often taylor who were involved so as differentials i thought maybe they could be good options but when i saw the fixture list for for bran i was just Slightly put off by it. So they've got seven games left. That includes Mulder at home, it includes Budaglimpse away, it includes Rosenberg at home, it includes Valoranger away, Viking at home. I mean, th- These aren't easy games that they've got, and because th- they've got these tough games, I, I don't think I would advocate buying brand attacking assets now because it's viking next to have been a bit shaky defensively and then valorenga haven't been that good either i don't think you need to sell yet. i'd have them in the hold category still these are players who've been ticking over but um yeah i'm just not quite sold on them as a as a buy right now um sticking with the the cheap midfielder theme another one uh, that was asked about is um Nielsen tangan from viking um, he's been doing great he's uh, another cheap mid who's uh, done well this season five goals and four assists Um, I would have him as a hold I I think he he does what you you want him to do he'll get you a goal every once in a while and get you an assist every once in a while he'll tick over Um, he's entirely benchable but Viking have got a great run of fixtures from now until the end of the season so you bought him for a reason. Uh, I would say he's, he's a hold, uh, to be honest. Um, again, if I was buying at that price, there are probably others that I'd look at ahead of him. And so I wouldn't advocate him as a buy, but he's fine. He's not a problem to solve uh, at this moment in time. Now, probably the hardest player to assess is the next one on my list. Here. Another player that I own is um, Asback from Christensen. Now, there's a few Factors to consider here. Um, so first one is the injury. He missed the last game injured. So hopefully we'll get some news. Obviously, we'll get to see the team sheet. And if it turns out Aspak is injured, then that makes it easy. He's a sell. But what if he's not injured? What if Aspak is available? What if he's playing the next game? Um well, I, I think some people might consider him a buy because defensive fixtures for Christiansen Uh, are very good they've got Mjonderland, Tromso, Odd and Stabek as the next four games and so there could well be clean sheets there. Uh, Azbek's on set pieces he's got attacking threat so uh, he's the kind of player that you can reasonably be looking to invest in. At the same time though you've got A lot of these more attacking players that I'm going to be advocating, I've already talked about Vecchia, I've already talked about Bothheim, I've talked about Brynhildsen. I've been talking about some of these interesting players in the more attacking positions. And it feels to me like uh, there's a real impetus to to move that money forwards. And uh, I mentioned Bothheim, I think the only realistic, route i can see if i want to get to bothheim without um, selling players who i don't want to sell and i'll come on to uh, who that might be later um, it's the downgrade aspect and to move the money out of defense which is kind of where i'm leaning at the moment so as an asset in his own right aspects buy. But as, as a defender who just ties up some money that I might want to use elsewhere, he might turn into a sell. And so depending on the team structure you're going for, depending on what you want to do with your funds, I think aspect could go either way. And yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one to consider for that reason. Um, next up is Johnson from Sanderfjord. Um, I think he's a sell. I think he's been a sell for the last few weeks. He had a great run. Uh, Kevin the early to mid season, but um, you know his last few uh, games he, he's not really delivered much. He did get an assist the last game, but still only came away with four points from it. And um, yeah, he's playing fullback for for Sanderfjord now, and it's likely to carry on doing doing that for the rest of the season. Um, it, it's money that you don't need invested in a player who's playing reverse out of position and whose attacking threat has totally diminished and is playing for a team who are in a bit of a crisis and have got a really tough fixture run uh, to see out the season for them so I think it's a sell I think it's a good way to come down save a million or so and and get yourself somebody else probably who will outscore him between now and the end of the season. Next on my list uh, back to Buda is Solbakken and um, I, I think with Solbacken, some similar logic would apply uh, as what I used on Botha. Now he, it looks like he's coming good. He's got uh, goals in his last two games. Got, um, I think it was a brace he got in Europe as well. Also had a couple of assists recently. It looks like he is coming back to, to prominence for Budegwent, and because of this, I, I would say he probably is in the in the realms of buy if you're able to. Now I, I'm going to be recommending more buys than you could possibly get them all so uh, I'm not saying you must buy him but uh, on the list of players to consider as an investment option I'd certainly put Sol back in there I think um, from now till the end of the season I'm expecting uh, some good hauls for him again we've got this um, Moldova versus Buda Glimp game is it the moment probably not yet but to invest in for the following week but what I would say is this I I, I would not want him as my main buddha glimt option i, th- I think it's a secondary buddha glimt option i like it i'm not sure i'd feel that comfortable captaining him uh, I, I, so I, I do think i would see him as a secondary rather than primary buddha option but that said i, I think going with two buddha glimt premiums does seem to uh be quite appealing i mean they, they smash roma 6-1 I, I think they they really do have that in their locker that they can put up those big scores and, w- and when they do we know who's going to be involved out. It's going to be Solbach and it's going to be Botham. It's going to be Pellegrino and then the rest of the team chipping in as well. Next to talk about is Joe Bell for Viking. Um, For me, Bell uh, is a buy. I think he's a a brilliant asset uh, of 5.1 million. Uh, And on some of the other cheaper meds, I I was saying, look, there are better options uh, at that price if you're buying. Joe Bell would be number one on my list. He's brilliant he, he's got such a high floor if you look at the last nine game weeks he's only got two points once you know he, he just on an off week he'll find a way to get three he's picking up bonus points every week the commentators absolutely love him uh, he's also kind of getting quite a lot of assists um, getting an assist every other game at the moment it seems like so i i think just value for money someone in that um, fourth midfielder spot that kind of last attacker who I know I can just rely on he's not going to blank he's not going to get me just two points he's going to be there he's going to be three points four points minimum and then some weeks will stretch it into seven eight and nine that's exactly what I want just to keep things ticking over to mean if some of my premiums don't perform the week isn't totally going to tank but just kind of steadily accumulating the points having a player or two like that is a really valuable thing and we know that Viking have a great run of fixtures, seeing them all the way through to the end of the season. So, yeah, for me, Joe Bell would be a bye. He's my favourite cheap midfielder in the game right now. Um, Uhi next. And Uhi uh, is, is a bye for me as well. Um, he, he just keeps doing what he's doing. He's got 24 goals so far uh, in, in 23 games. He's he's on course to smash records for the most goals scored in the league um, and he's just consistently delivering it I, I know at this point in the season if, if you're not happy with your rank, it, it's tempting to try and do something different and to go away from the tried and tested and you know if you can do it and it pulls off then great for you but for me Uhi he is is such a core key asset he's not one that, that I'd like to be going without so I, I'd say he's Definitely hold him if you've got him, and if you've not got him, I'd recommend finding a way to get him in, uh, because he's one of those kind of mainstays of of an ESN team at the moment, in my opinion. Uh, Let's go back to Christensen again. Uh, Next up on the list, I've I've put Bendik B as the one who I'm going to talk about, but really what I say about him would apply to to all the Christensen attackers, because I knew B was a player that people have been looking at getting in last week, and then... He goes and gets benched. And he did come on and get an assist. But it just illustrates a point there. The um, the selection amongst Christians and attacking options is just not that reliable. Who's going to play? Who's going to play where? There are so many players who could be involved. And uh, the, the go-to one seems to, to vary from week to week. So uh, I would put him as a hold, perhaps. Um, I wouldn't be going there. I think there are better ways to... To differentiate at the moment, better uh, differential options, better ways to uh, just try and steal a march than go with a Christensen attacker despite them having the good fixtures. If you're already on one I don't think it's a crisis, I don't think you need to be shipping them off at this point so I'd put them as a hold. And while we're on the subject of Christensen, um, the other Christensen asset that I wanted to discuss was Strand Nielsen. Now For me now, he stands in a different category to Azpac. He's just shown that he's got that extra threat, that he's got those goals. I I think, looking back to my wildcard three weeks ago, I picked Azpac over him. Uh, I, I thought there wasn't much to pick between them and thought the set pieces might swing it. I think that was a mistake. I I chose the wrong guy. Uh, Nielsen was the the one I should have chosen. He's the guy who's popping up, who's getting the goals and who is doing the business. So uh, if I had him, I certainly wouldn't be looking at selling him. Now, I don't have him and uh, he kind of scares me. (laughs) Um, I mentioned about pulling money out of my defence. I don't think I'm going to be able to get him myself, but I'd be much more inclined to buy him than I would uh, many others at his price point so uh, he's probably somewhere on the border between a hold and a buy in my opinion Um, the next player is one that I do own and I'd certainly call him a buy and that is Svensson Uh, when I played my wild card he was a player I really wanted and I'm glad I was able to find a way to get him in there he's just been brilliant since he's come back to uh, odd, he, he got a goal and an eight-pointer against Budaglimt. He got a brace and a 14-pointer against Lillestrom. He got a goal and a seven-pointer against Horgerson, An assist and a five-pointer against Mulder. He blanked and only got three against Sanderfjord. But then two goals and an assist in his last game against Brand. He He's just firing... On all cylinders, talismanic figure. The the odd attack seems to be built around him, and he's delivering. And the fixtures they've got again, all all the way to the end of the season, they're just glorious fixtures. Got Tromso, Myndalen, Christensen is probably uh, the hardest game in there. Salzburg 08, Valerenga, Viking, and Starbeck. It's it's all set for him to just keep doing what he's doing so he'd be a priority for me if I didn't own him in fact he was a priority for me which is why I got him in but now he's haul big time more people are looking at him and asking that question and I'd say if you've got a way to get him uh, I would take it definitely a buy in my view Um, next up is Bjorken and um, I, I think Bjorken is a player who he's another one that worries me not owning him Uh, and I don't own him my defense is cheaper I've not got anyone at his price point but uh, I think he's a great asset he's already got six assists for the season I don't think he's stopped I think there'll be quite a few more in there Buda have got the best defense as well so when you've got a, a fullback who's picking up the assists who's picking up the clean sheets often doing them on the same week like he's he's good for for three bonus as well on weeks that um you know, the clean sheet comes on weeks that he delivers. I I think he's got quite a few routes to points and uh, I I like him. Um, But same as the logic that I've said, personally, the way I'm looking, moving the money out of defence rather than into, I don't see an easy way to get him. Probably see him in a similar light to to Strand Nielsen, someone who borderline hold or buy, if you've got an easy way to get him, I, I would take it. I wouldn't be selling him if I had him. Um, yeah great great option it depends a little bit on team structure and how you want to build but yeah I think he's a a good option. Um, Next up is Sarui uh, Valerenga, who um, he's seeming to convert some of his quality we know he's a quality player but he's seeming to convert it into fantasy points uh, a bit more these last couple of weeks so uh, a goal and an assist this week and um, Blanks against Rosenborg, but two assists the week before that against Strom's Godset. Valorenga, another team with really nice fixtures for the rest of the season. And There aren't that many people who are on Valerenga assets at the moment, so if you're looking for a differential, then investing in their attack could be a shrewd thing to do. Um, I, I think it's probably similar logic to Bryn Hilton, I'd say, as a player that... Um, i don't think he's a must-buy but if, if you're after something a little bit out of the the template uh someone who, who's got the potential to smash it and not a lot of others have then sarui could be a man i think he, he could be a really uh, appealing exciting option worth thinking about and next up is rude for odd i would have him uh, as, as a sell in my opinion um it's £6.8 million, uh, for an odd defender. I just think it's way, way too much money. They're, they're not a strong team defensively. I think they've only got three clean sheets for the season. So you're paying a lot of money for the attacking potential. Um, uh, I think the attacking potential, we're, we're a bit blinded by last season when uh, he was on penalties for a spell. I don't believe he'll be on penalties for them This season, I think Lauritsen is definitely ahead of him in the queue, or it seems to me that that's the case. I wouldn't be surprised if Castrati was also ahead of him. So I'm not expecting that Rude will be stepping up and taking penalties. He does still have set pieces uh, in his arsenal, but I I think last season isn't what we'd be expecting repeated. They do have good fixtures, but just it's too much money for what you're getting on Rude, and I think it it can be much better spent elsewhere. So, no, he's not a player that interests me. I would, I'd have him as a sell. If I had him, I'd I'd be trying to uh, maximize the cash in other areas of my team. Next up is probably one of the players that you may have been waiting for, and this is Pellegrino, because I think the big question at the moment is what to do with Pellegrino. He is someone who came in with a bang, he got that hat-trick in half an hour, looked like he was a must-have asset. He's just come off four blanks in a row and um, people are starting to lose patience with him. His price is plummeting. It's now down to lower than it was when it started so a lot of people uh, are seeing selling Pellegrino as the way to fund some of these other players that they want I think Pellegrino to Solbakken is a very popular move it's not a move that I'm going to make and it's not a move that uh, I'm interested in doing at all I I believe Pellegrino is I'd say it the highest ceiling player in the game I, I think he's someone who um he will smash it he'll have more games like the one where he burst on the scene with that hat-trick. You know, that's not dried up, it's not a fluke. He got 25 goals last season, he's incredible. We saw him in Europe, had delivered points. He's also on penalties for Budaglint, the team who are currently top of the league. Those points are coming, in my opinion. And I I think there's something... um, It's easy to knee-jerk, isn't it, when you see a player that you've got has got a few blanks in a row... But for me, I like to step back from that and, and just ask ask myself the question, okay, is there a reason why those blanks are happening? It, it, was my assessment of the player wrong? Is he no longer, um, or, or was he never the the player with the threat that I thought he was? I think in Pellegrino's case, my answer is no, he does have threat. He, he really is a great attacking asset, and he's a player that um, if other people are coming off him, that it only takes one or two holds and suddenly uh, th- there'll be a lot of remorse, there'll be a lot of scrambling to get back. But if, if the funds are spread, and uh, most people have used their wild cards, that wouldn't be an easy thing to do. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say as a hold. I, I think it would probably be overstating it to put him as a buy right now. People who have gone without him for a few weeks have, have got away with it and probably made a profit out of it. So uh, I, I can't really tell you to buy him, but... I wouldn't sell him. I'm not selling him. Um, So, yeah, he's a hold in my opinion. Next up is another player that I think probably a lot of people are mulling over at the moment, and that is Lenny Olsen. Now, Lenny Olsen missed the last game through sickness. This is something that um, had been reported um, before the deadline. We actually saw the team sheet anyway, so we had it confirmed for us that he was going to miss the game so I think last week some people were making the decision and people moved off him onto other players others held him and benched him Um, so the route that I chose to take was to to bench him uh, last week and uh, I used one of my transfers to uh, turn my fifth mid who had been Gullickson who was just a bench player for me into uh, Bruners who is uh, a 4.5 midfielder at Lillistrom, who was playing in Lenny Olsen's role being played out of position up front he's actually Haaland's cousin um, and so I, I got him in uh, for, for that game uh, which he did all right he got me an assist but um, by all accounts it seems like he could have got a lot more um. but my thinking is because the next game is Stabæk at home it's such a nice fixture that I, I want the Lillistrom striker for it and You know, whichever of them it is, I've got now. And the other one, I can easily bench. So, yeah. Uh, Longer term, though, that Stabic game, if Lenny Olsen is playing it, I 100% want him. I I think he's a great captaincy shout. I think it's probably between him and Berisha for the best captaincy shout for game week 24. So, he's not a sell yet. In my opinion. However, uh, after that Stabic game, the, the Lillestrøm fixtures are pretty tough for the rest of the season. So it'd be Rosenberg away, Valerenga at home, Buda Glimt away, Strums Godset at home, Mulder away, and Sanderfjord at home. So to have in, in the last four games, Rosenberg, Valerenga, buddha and Mulder. i think game week 25 is the moment that lenny olsen becomes a sell he's been great this season really loved owning him but i think the time's come to um to make the game to to move on to someone else and go a different direction for that final stretch now we'll get to see the lillestrom team sheet again in 24 so if he's still sick if he's not available then, yeah, of course, sell him sooner. uh, That's a smart thing to do. Um, Jump more quickly onto your alternative route. But even if he plays in 24, I think in 25, in my opinion, he's a sell. And then um, another Lillistrom asset to mention, um, who is a really obvious sell, in my opinion, is Ogbu. I think people still do own him. Now, he's suspended for... Uh, another game, so he's suspended for this nice game against Stabay and then hits the tough route. If you've got him, I'd ship him out, get someone else in, unless, of course, you need to use your transfers elsewhere and you can afford to just bench him. Uh, and if you've got other defenders who can cover it and you know, let him uh, just be stowed away in your bench, fine. But if, if not, if you've got a couple of dead spots already, uh, I'd actually probably even consider taking a hit to get rid of him and getting someone else, maybe one of the uh, Tromsø defenders or one of the christians and defenders or something like that who has better fixtures next up we're going back to rosenberg and talking about uh hulse because hulse absolutely smashed it in the last game 18 pointer um two goals and assist gets people's attention i'm not interested i, I i'm not going to advocate buying Hulse just because that Rosenberg team sheet uh, is kind of in, in flux. Some weeks Home will play and Islamovic, and when that happens Hulse moves back or loses his place or uh, it's just not guaranteed. Now if we knew he was going to play every week in the role that he played in the last game then yeah maybe he'd, he'd be a buy but for now I, I can't advocate it even though he did well. Um, if you've got him I, I think you've got to um, Stick with him, see how he does, see if he keeps that role. So I'd have him as a hold, but not not a buy at this point. Next is Berisha, and uh, I think this is an easy one. I think Berisha is the hottest asset in the game right now, in my opinion, and he is a definite buy. If you don't have him, I would make him your number one transfer target I mean when I wild carded in 21 just saw the run of fixtures ahead and thought you know Berisha is the man I need to wild card basically to get him and then build a team that is shaped around him uh, and he's delivered in the three games since um, the first one he got a brace against Sanderfjord he blanked in the second game but then got himself a hat-trick at home to Lillistrom and those Viking fixtures just running right through, they're just so good there. He's going to be in the captaincy conversation every single week. If I had to auto-captain a player now to run me through the rest of the season, it would be Berisha. So, definite buy of him, in my opinion. Um, next up, in fact, our final two options uh, will, will both be Buda players, and, um, one of them is Conradson um, who, who's come into contention as an interesting option because he's been playing midfield in the in the saltless role as the um, indralooper, and uh, he's classified as a defender in the game so it's the opportunity to have an out of position Buddha um defender but playing in midfield which you can see is an appealing thing 5.4 million. So you get a slice of a good defence and um, the potential to be a bit more advanced. I'd classify him as a hold rather than a buy. I think if you've got him, he's fine. But when I look at the other options in the Buda Glimt defence, I actually think that Conradson probably isn't the one with the most attacking threat, despite the role he's playing. I think Bjorken uh, is the one who... He's going to be the one getting the attacking threat. He's going to have more chance of bonus points as well. If I was going into the Budiglim defense, I'd probably want to pay that extra for, for Björken. And if I couldn't afford Björken, then probably would, would take Samstead over Conradson at a similar price. Because I think he too, the fullback on the other side, also has that little bit more attacking threat so that's the route that I would go um, but Conradson's fine I, I think if you've got him there's there's no crisis there's no problem there um, just so long as he holds the spot obviously it because they do have other options they could play in that midfield there's Vettelson, there's Hagen around so there are other routes they could take but while Conradson's in possession of the spot then yeah he's fine he's a hold in my view and then finally uh, Patrick Berg and uh, again the, the injury is a part of it although the reports this morning were that the injury wasn't as bad as feared and he should be back pretty soon however I would still say he is a sell. There was a moment earlier in the season where um, the case for Berg was strong he was getting those bonus points on a very regular basis kind of like how Joe Bell is now and um, And also he had a spell where he was taking penalties. Um, Where he's not taking penalties anymore. He's way down the pecking order. Uh, Both Pellegrino and Solbakken are ahead of him in that. The bonus points have dried up for him. And so he's basically an overpriced defensive midfielder now. Even without the injury, I would say Berg is a sell. And invest your funds into somebody else. So hopefully that's helpful. That's just kind of my opinion. Obviously, uh, my opinions may be different to other people's. That's fine. This is just part of a conversation. Uh, It's about what you think of the players, not what I think of them. But just some of my reflections at this moment in time about how I perceive and consider those players. We've got game week 24 coming up on Wednesday, as I said. And just to um, mention my own plans for the week um so I, I think there's two routes that I, i'm looking at uh, one option would be to roll the transfer which is is what i'd like to do really and then in game week 25 have a bit of a tidy up um, you probably picked up from what i was saying on the various options that the move that i'd really like to do would be lenny olsen to bothine um, but that would require finding some funds um, so may, maybe a downgrade on back or, or something like that is the way i would do it um, If Azbek is ruled out this week and uh, doesn't play, then maybe I do that downgrade early and at least get myself another option in the squad who could be useful this week. So that's kind of what I'm mulling over uh, for myself. Probably a role or a defensive downgrade on Azbek. In terms of the team that I've got, um, I've got Barisha. I think he'll be my captain. uh, I've got Uhi and I've got um, Lenny Olsen if he's available. If he's not, I think I'll bench him. Just because if, if the guy I want is Bothheim, he, he's away at Moulder. I, I don't think I need to force that one through, particularly not for a hit. So uh, Lenny Olsen, if he's available, if not, it's fine. I'll, I'll go 3-5-2. Midfield, sticking with Pellegrino, Vecchia, Svensson really been delivering for me. Joe Bell and then Brunners, who I bought last week uh, if Lenny Olsen's not injured not playing then Brunners will be so either three-five-two or three-four-three with one or the other of those two then defensively Walstead is my keeper um, and I've got some decisions to make I've got Vilsvik away at Sanderfjord who I would like to play I've got two Christensen defenders now I've got Azbach and Colley uh, away at Mjönderland and I've got two Tromso defenders Vestland and Övern at home against Odd. i I'm thinking that I, I go with the guys with the most attacking potential: Vilsvik, Asbak, and Vestland. And then, knowing if Asbak doesn't play, then Collie steps in to be my Christensen defensive cover. That's what I'm thinking. Um, obviously, that's subject to change from um, kind of me just thinking about it more, or from team sheets or anything like that but I'm gonna leave the episode here I'm gonna wish you all good luck have a great game week and see you next time